Chapter 39 The Dusk of the Worlds There came a day when a feeling of discomfort, the consciousness of a void, arose in Carmenita. And involuntarily his thoughts turned towards the hundred thousandfold Brahma as the source of all fullness. But the feeling of lack was not removed by that. On the contrary, it increased almost perceptibly with the passing of the years, from one decade of thousands to another. For from that newly arisen feeling the tranquil stream of time, which had hitherto flowed imperceptibly by, encountered resistance as from an island suddenly risen in its midst, on whose rocky cliffs it began to break in foam as it flowed past, and at once there arose a before and an after the rapids. And it seemed to Carmenita as though the hundred thousandfold Brahma did not now shine quite as brightly as formerly. After he had observed the Brahma, however, for five millions of years, it seemed to Carmenita as though he had now observed him for a long time without reaching any certainty, and he turned his attention to Varsity, upon which he became aware that she also was observing the Brahma attentively, which filled him with dismay. With dismay came feeling, with feeling came thought, with thought the speech for its utterance, and he spoke. Varsity, do you also see it? What is happening to the hundred-thousand-fold Brahma? After a hundred thousand years, Vasati answered, What is happening to the hundred-thousand-fold Brahma is that his brightness is diminishing. It seems so to me also, said Karmanita, after the passage of a similar period of time. True, that can only be a passing phenomenon, and yet I must confess that I am astonished at the possibility of any change whatsoever in the hundred-thousand-fold Brahma. After a considerable time, after several millions of years, Carmenita spoke again. I do not know if I am not perhaps dazzled by the light. Do you, Varsity, notice that the brightness of the hundred-thousand-fold Brahma is increasing again? After five hundred thousand years, Varsity answered, The brightness of the hundred-thousand-fold Brahma does not increase, but steadily decreases. As a piece of iron that taken white-hot from the blacksmith's fire very soon after becomes red-hot, so the brightness of the hundred-thousand-fold Brahma had now taken on a red shimmer. I wonder what that may signify. That signifies, my friend, that the brightness of the hundred-thousand-fold Brahma is in process of being extinguished. Impossible, Varsity, impossible! What would then become of all the brightness and the splendor of this whole Brahma world? He had that in mind when he said, Upward to heaven, sublimest light, life presses, then decays. Know that the future will even quench the glow of Brahma's rays. After the short space of but a few thousand years came Carmenita's anxious and breathless question, Who ever uttered that terrible, world-crushing sentence? Who other than he, the master, the knower of the worlds, the blessed one, the Buddha? And Carmenita became thoughtful. For a considerable length of time he pondered upon these words and recalled many things. Then he spoke. Once already, Vasati, in Sukhavati, in the paradise of the West, you repeated a saying of the Buddha which was fulfilled before our eyes. And I remember that you then faithfully reported to me a whole discourse of the Masters in which that saying occurred. This world-crushing utterance was not, however, contained in it. So have you then, Vasati, heard yet other words of the Master? Many, my friend, 
for I saw him daily for more than half a year. Yes, I even heard the last words he uttered. Carmenita gazed upon her with wonder and reverence. Then he said, Then because of that, I believe you must be the wisest being in the whole Brahma world, for all these star gods round about us are aghast. They shine with a wavering light. They flicker and blink, and even the hundred thousandfold Brahma himself has become restless. And from his dulled radiance, from time to time, there dart forth what seem to me to be flashes of anger. But you give a steady light, like a lamp in a sheltered spot. And it is also a sign of disturbance that the movement of these heavenly bodies has now become audible. We now hear on all sides the thundering crashes and mighty groans which are proceeding from this Brahma world, like the distant ringing of great bells which once reached us on the shores of the heavenly Ganga, far from here in paradise. This all indicates that the harmony of motion is disturbed, that disunion and separation of the world forces is taking place. For it has been well said that, where want is, there noise is, but abundance is tranquil. And so I do not doubt that you are right. Please, beloved Vasati, while round about us this Brahma world expires and becomes a prey to destruction, relate to me your memories of the Buddha, so that I may become as calm and bright as you are. Tell me all of your last human life, for it may well be that we are united for the last time in a place where it will be possible for spirit to commune with the spirit and tell of things that have happened. And it still remains a mystery how Angulimala appeared in Ujjaini, although his becoming a monk has been fully explained to me. But his appearance at that time gave the impulse for my going forth into the homeless life and was the reason why I did not take to downward path but instead rose again in the paradise of the West, there to climb by your help to this highest of heavens where throughout immeasurable ages we have enjoyed the lives of gods. I have an idea, however, that the impulse which led to my becoming a seeker came from you. I would like to learn the truth about this, but also, and before everything else, how did it come about that you, for my benefit, entered again into existence in the paradise of the West, and not in some far higher place of bliss. And while from one hundred thousand years to another the growing dimness of the Brahma light became ever more apparent, and the gods of the stars grew ever paler, while these flickered and spluttered with more and more irregularity, and from the duller growing circle of fire around the great Brahma vast fingers of flame shot forth and swept hither and thither throughout the whole of space, as if the god with a hundred giant arms was seeking the invisible foe who was besetting him, while owing to the disturbed movements of the heavenly bodies, stellar whirlwinds arose which rent whole systems of suns out from the kingdom of the Brahma, and into their places rushed waves of darkness from the mighty void as the sea dashes in where a ship has sprung a leak. And while at other points systems crashed into one another and a universal conflagration broke out with explosions which hurled sheaves of shooting stars down into the fiery throat of the Brahma, while the death-rattle of the music of the spheres was heard and felt all around, and the thunder of the harmonies as they broke down and crashed into one another rolled and re-echoed with ever-increasing fearfulness from one quarter of the heavens to another, Varsity, untroubled and speaking in measured tones, related to Carmenita, the last of her earthly experiences.